Welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast, where we discuss all things faith, family, and fun. I'm Andrea, and I'm here with my co-host and husband, Joplin. Joplin, what is the lineup for today? Today, we're going to be talking about the possibility of a monumental change in our lives, uh, the life of the church that God has called us to for the last uh, 14 years so far, and I believe many years to come. Uh, We're going to be talking about storage unit wars. Yes. Quite honestly, I don't even know what we're talking about when it comes to that. I just know you said that was a topic you wanted to talk about. And so I just put those three words down, storage unit wars. So I'm curious to see where that conversation is going to go. It's going to be epic. Yeah, we're going to talk about National Sons and Daughters Day. This just happened, folks. And um, so, yeah, let's get started right away. uh, First of all, let's talk a little bit about this possible monumental change coming. Yeah, go I for was, it. All right. So I was approached about a week ago by uh, somebody that had some knowledge of a building for sale in uh, Derby, which is where our church is located. And um, short story, it looks like we might be moving to a new facility. Yeah. And have had to really make this decision quick. For those that don't know, we've really been packed um, at at least 75% capacity for almost five years now. Yep. And no, just no room for growth where we're at. We've went to a two-service model. We've did everything we can to continue to grow, but we, we are packed. Nowhere to park. People have to park down the street. We've needed a solution for quite some time. Uh, we got plans for a new facility someday down the road, but the cost of it was so huge. It just has not been something we've been able to pull the trigger on and make happen. And so this deal came up. Last week, um, and it is a school, elementary school here in Derby. Derby just built a new elementary school, and so they're selling this one. And it, you know, our current building is about 16,000 square feet. This new facility, if God opens the right doors for us, is 43,000 square feet. It's on four and a half acres. We've got ball fields and a huge area for um, our kids to play on equipment and the Playground area, it's just a really neat deal. So um, we want to encourage our uh, prayer warriors, those of you that pray for us, pray for our ministry. Uh, if you would pray yeah. for this deal, that God would have his hand on it. But there's a real chance the Well Worship Center might be relocating. It's not a long ways. In fact, it's about one mile or less from where we are now. Mm-hmm. But um, we're excited about it. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? All right. Well, I'm excited about it. Um, it kind of like just makes me all nervous and have excitement inside. Like I get butterflies just thinking about it because of all the opportunities. But um, it is so much bigger that right now, nearly everything we do, we run into problems with space. And for instance, right now we're packing backpacks for Honduras and we are having to use the kids department to pack those and store those. And so you do them really quickly. You get them all out, you do what you need to, and then you have to put all of that away and then you get it all back out again. And so it's, you know, it's just kind of a constant back and forth. So the potential with space would be amazing because we could have things like that to, you know, essentially just use for the next three weeks and not have to keep putting it up. So that's awesome. And then like right now, our um, young adults ministry is being held off campus. And so they could have tons of room for themselves. And that's exciting because I know we have a few that are just nervous about leaving the campus to go to a um, place they don't know. And so that gets me kind of excited. We have a handful of ministries that meet off campus, actually, because there's just not space for them to to meet at our church. Mm -hmm. 
And some of them might continue. They like that yeah. format, but yeah. um, having that option where we've got the space. Yeah, to, to, they can if yeah. they want. Yeah, space is the biggest need, mm-hmm. no doubt. You know, one of the things that excites me about the um, the thing is that it's located inside of a um, residential area. Mm-hmm. We are surrounded by houses. And I like our location where we are now, but it's it's not a residential area. We are not surrounded by houses. We got a football field across the street, a soccer field now that's been a football field that has been converted to a soccer field for the city of Derby. Uh, we've got a nursing home next to us, you know, and then the city park across the street. It's a good location. Yeah. But I just like being surrounded by residents um, that hopefully, God willing, we can reach out to and, yeah. and help get connected to the Lord. Yeah. So it's exciting. There's actually endless exciting things that could come of it um, just with the availability of space and being able to host things and have services where everybody can fit. And I'm excited about the cost. I don't want to talk about it here on air because the deal's not done yet. But what I will say is it's about 10% the cost of what it was going to take us to build our new facility. And it's very similar in, in usage. Yeah. So um, we're talking pennies on the dollar. We haven't been able to make our move yet to the new facility because we just haven't had the, the funds and the income to feel comfortable building something so expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been blessed. 14 years we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. And we've had a lot of hard times. Ministry is hard. But one thing we've never had to battle at the Well Worship Center is wondering if we could pay our bills. Yeah. And that's not because we just have a bunch of rich people um, that make it easy for us. It's because we've been very cautious in um, not being so close to our budget that if, you know, something goes wrong, we're in trouble. Yeah. We've always been cautious. And I just can't express um, on that aspect the peace I feel about doing something like this where we're spending 10% of what we would have been spending. And, you know, we'll be able to double in size at least, yeah. uh, which would be helpful uh, for a lot of reasons if we continue our move towards um, eventually one day our new facility. Uh, we've had a handful full of people wonder, so are we not going to be making that move? And I think the answer to that is, um, yeah, we still will. It'll just look different. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, we've got a big vision of um, football, you know, like baseball fields and soccer fields and family park and outdoor amphitheater and housing for, you know, um, mothers that need or ladies that need out of a violent situation. Or um, we, we've got, and we needed 25 acres really for our big vision. Yeah. And we knew it was going to take 20, 30 years to build, but that's the big vision. And so, when you look at the big vision, we're not giving up on it. It'll just look a little different. Instead of building our facility to worship in first, we can look now at doing some stuff that honestly would be much more affordable. Um, having the groundwork done so we can get our you know ball field out there and mm-hmm. some playground equipment. And so I'm excited for a lot of reasons. One of them, though, is that this financially is something that is going to be doable for our church. Um, if of course all the numbers come in where we think they are, but, um, we're just pumped guys. We're, we're excited. We ask that you pray for us. This would be a huge monumental step for us. We've been patient. Uh, We've known we've needed space for years and we've been cautious not to make stupid decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's an actual need. 
You know, it's not like somehow we're not growing and we're thinking, well, if we could find somewhere else, then people would come. That's not what's going on here. I mean, we are packed and we need new space. And so we're excited about it. What are you nervous about when you think about this? Um, What are some of the hesitations? Um, Well, it is over than double the size and we still have the same amount of staff. And so, you know, that that is a little bit. So I think that, you know, we might just have to keep the mentality of that as we go forward with all of it but i don't got to work it all out so um so it's just exciting i mean i think got to work all the details out a little thing that makes me nervous is just that the city might say no to a couple things we have to have um sometimes there's complications there and so just prayerful that the city will um be for it and be able to help us with you know the parking and some of that sort of stuff that we're gonna have to revamp if we get it so yeah yeah what about you um, that one, last one made me laugh a little bit. That yeah. was funny. You're thinking it's funny I'm nervous about the parking? Yeah. Well, it's just, it remi- you, you can tell you've been married to someone that's been in contracting oh. before and that thinks with a contractor brain. Mm-hmm. And so, um, cause these are things that I've expressed and, uh, could be holdups. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was funny coming hearing mm-hmm. you say that, um, yeah, what am I nervous about? I've worked with the city a lot too. Sometimes yeah. they're yes. they're they're uh, difficult in what you can and can't do. So we'll see what yeah. comes of it. Yeah. Um, it's just an opinion of mine. I do think the city's going to be favorable to us because I think they'd like to see that building um, just succeed. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right yeah, word I for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think they'd be generous. I think I would put it this way: I think they would like to help us if they could. Um, make it work yeah. and we'll see well and realistically like the school was running months ago fine and so everything in the facility works it's the things that we would have to change that we really need you know god's favor on the rest all was working six months ago so you can manage things that are working you know what i'm nervous about i'm nervous about growing yeah and um and that's just the honest truth of it i'm a little nervous about it I yeah. think it's very difficult to properly pastor and manage a congregation the size that we already have. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things that I'm a little nervous about dealing with. Um, the conflict of ministry, um, the battle of ministry. There's a part of me that uh, in my gut, I just people are going to, if, if let's just say this happens. You know, we're asking about what would I be nervous of if it happens. I think the town's going to talk about it. I think, and, and it'll be in good context. Yeah. I imagine probably local newspaper is going to want to write an article. And there's a part of me that doesn't even want to deal with the praise of it all. Um, us being a growing church. Um, I mean, we're just nothing without God. Yeah. Never have been and never will be. It's all Him. And there's a, just the way people are. Um, they don't want to hear that it's all God. You know, they want some type of other story. And even the thought of having to navigate through that whole time where everybody's talking, I'm not looking forward to it no. because this, um, it's all about God. It's not about us. I'm nervous about keeping the right focus. There will be a lot of things that need to be done um, in the process. Yeah. And nothing matters more than um, keeping the right perspective, remembering why we do what we do. And so, yeah, when I think about how excited I am about this, I believe this is where the Lord's leading us. We've been incredibly patient. Everything feels right about it. 
there are still some things that make me a little bit nervous about um, about doing yeah, it. And so I guess that kind of leads to the question of when you're making monumental changes in your life, uh, whether it's career change or in our case, a building change. Um, when you're making monumental changes, how do you prioritize what's important so that you don't lose your focus? And um, I don't think there's any perfect answers to that, but what are your thoughts? You know, what needs prioritized? How do we do that as we navigate forward through this process? Well, um, for me, I keep just kind of in the forefront of my mind reminding myself it was running so many months ago. And so I think that's helpful because then you don't feel so overwhelmed in the fact that all this has to be done before you can operate or before you can move in or, you know, do some of these things. Some of them do because the sanctuary, you know, would need redone and some of that sort of things. But I, um, I think just making sure that we put God first, um, even in this prayer time with do we, don't we, you know, with all of it, I've just tried to uh, put God first because what I want and what I think doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. As long as God's in the forefront of it, then it'll all work out. And so I think that that's priority number one that'll just help us to stay on track. And um, we've done a really a good job. I mean, right now the church is so um, just we're lack of space. So we're all having to, you know, essentially fight for the room that we need or this or that but everybody's been so gracious to work together and be kind and like the children's ministry right now is like it's okay you know you can you can utilize that i'll just take that class outside um and if you need it for a couple weeks it's fine but just continue to keep that mindset that we all need to be gracious with each other and that we're all fighting for the same cause and um just be there for one another it's kind of my take on on it i know for me um it helps to know my role. Yeah. And good. I don't mean know my role in just the building process, but just know my role in God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's to be a pastor to God's people. Ultimately, it's to win the lost. Yeah. And um, through this, if we can maintain that focus, then um, that's really all that we need to do. Yeah. And really, that's what keeps the excitement going. Our lights have started moving. Look at that. You see that? That's weirding me out. If you're listening, you can't tell this, but all of a sudden, randomly in the middle of our podcast, it's like twilight. Our backlighting is like, it's like a, a rave or something. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so while Andrea continues to talk about priorities, I'm going to get this fixed because it is tripping me out. Oh, no. Um, but I do. I think that what you just said is super important. You know, as long as we keep our focus, the main focus, which is winning souls and outreaching, um, that's what actually excites us. It keeps us going. And that's the drive that God has for us. So I think if we can keep that in, you know, the most front portion of our mind, then um, even if something doesn't work out or we're not able to use this classroom right now or something like that, it just helps you to keep in perspective. All those things are just little, you know, and in the grand scheme of things, as long as we're out after souls and being who we can for Christ that day, then everything else is okay. You know, I've already done one of the things that um, I I do frequently throughout ministry to try to make sure that my mind and my heart are right. And this is going to sound weird to a handful of folks, 
Um, Probably not any weirder, though, than you just getting up to fix lights. No, this is even weirder. Okay. This is weirder. Trust me. Often where I go to get my mind straight is the graveyard. Mm, yeah. I will go and sit there and pray. And that probably sounds really strange, especially if you're, you see Christianity through the lens of God just making us happier and giving us bigger homes and stuff. But I've never seen it that way. The Bible doesn't teach it that way. Um, what God calls us to is um, saving the lost. Yeah. Jesus didn't shed his blood on Calvary's cross so that we could have bigger homes. Uh, he didn't shed his blood so that we could simply have better lives. And quite frankly, a lot of people, though we hear that message, um, better, you know, God wants to give you better life. That's not always true. Mm-hmm. Go tell that um, to the suffering Christians that are being persecuted around the world. Um, and, or the ones without. Yes. And while I agree God wants to give you a better life, I don't, when people hear that, they think better life means newer homes, newer cars. No, a better life is a life where you have the power to overcome sin. A better life is a life where you recognize that you were created by God and for God, and you're no longer living selfishly for your own pursuits, but you're living for the glory of God and to further his kingdom. That's a better life. And so with that in mind, um, why do I go to the graveyard is simple that it helps me really remember this is about eternity. Yeah. What we're doing is a hundred times, a thousand times more important than what color goes on the building or if we move here or move there. Those, those discussions are absolutely meaningless when considering the magnitude of what we're doing, and that is trying to rescue the perishing from an eternity mm-hmm. of hellfire. Yeah. And so I go there, I'll sit there, I'll look at those graves and I'll wonder to myself how many of these people are with God right now and how many of them are in a devil's hell. And it helps me keep my perspective that whatever comes of this, all that matters is that I stay focused on knowing my role in the kingdom of God, and that is preaching the gospel and trying to further uh, him and him alone and his glory and his kingdom. Yeah. And for me, I think that's what we've got to do is keep our priorities straight. And if I can you know, do my best as the, the pastor to kind of help everybody keep that in yeah. perspective, we got a lot of decisions that will have to be made, um, but they are, man, they are so small in the grand scale of um, eternity. And so um, that's one of the ways that I kind of keep my priorities straight and might sound a little strange to folks that I'll go sit in the graveyard, but honestly, it's peaceful. It's one of the fewest. Uh, or nobody's one, there. Nobody's there. Well, you're right. Nobody <laughs> is there. It's just me and the Lord and a bunch of tombstones. Uh, my wife, guys, I have to put up with this stuff all the time. This is, this is it. Like I'm trying to be really spiritual here and, you know, and uh, uh, well, I yeah. have to admit it is a little creepy to me that you go there. Right? Yeah. See, I, I told I you. I told you. It's a little I know, creepy I know you folks. go there. Yeah. She knows. And it's a, it's a little weird for people, but it helps me keep my perspective straight and, and remember this is eternal business. So and as she so adamantly, you know, pointed out here that, yes, nobody's yeah. there. Yeah. So. All right, guys, uh, you be praying for us. Yes. Be praying for us to keep our priorities straight. Be praying for the Well Worship Center. We want the Lord's will, and we are super excited about this possibility that is ahead of us. Yes, we are. So let's move on. We're going to get straight to the fun stuff now. No question for today's podcast. 
storage unit wars. It's supposed to be part of our fun section. I hope this is fun. It is fun. Okay, let's go. What are we talking about? Okay, we're talking about storage unit wars. Have you ever watched them on TV? Yes. They like bid and they don't even know what's in there? Yes. And it's really exciting? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, there's a couple at our church that does it, and I really want to go, and they said that I could go sometime soon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so I really want to go because you never know what's in there, and like sometimes it's really cool stuff, and then sometimes it's just kind of junk, but you never know, and it's just kind of like the excitement of it, and I drove by some storage units earlier this week, and it just made me think about, I wonder what is in all those storage units, Huh. and it just sounded like something fun. Wouldn't you like to do that? Uh, yeah, actually. That yeah. does kind of sound fun. It does. See? Do you have any idea? Because I I don't. Do you have any clue how much they have to pay for a unit? It just depends, I think. Like, I think they can pay no- next to nothing if nobody's bidding on it, all the way up to whoever wants to keep having a bidding war with you. This so, does sound so fun yeah. to me that I will make the deal right now on the air. Okay. What's the deal? As long as it's not crazy, stupid, expensive, and it's something we could afford, I would be willing to give this a shot. And get a storage unit. Um, I don't. You'll have to talk to our friends, figure out how you okay. bid on them and stuff. I can't wait. This and is... we could get our own. And see, this see, is like the see. funnest thing ever. So I, it is curious. Is. I like the curiousness of it, and I, do. I just hope that what it could, our new business here looks like. We're starting a new we business. We are. This is awesome. Hope well, we what's really cool is it. our friends that do it end up getting things, and some of the things are like resourceful. So they're like so awesome, and they even send the items that would be helpful over for Honduras. Like they'll send them over, and they'll like just donate them to the church because. They would rather help something, you know, with some of those needs. And so, I don't know. It's just so cool. I've always wanted to, like, just be there. I'm already getting there nervous. I'm already me. thinking I'm, like, about backing really out on my excited. deal here. Nope. You like, guys heard already it. Already my, my mind is it. turning. Like, you said yes. Where are we going to put the stuff we don't want? Of course, there's going to be some cool stuff. Assuming. Maybe there's not. Maybe we could use say, our friends as shed. But what do we do <laughs> with all the stuff we don't want? <laughs> and that makes me a little nervous because over the years, I've had to secretly throw mm. stuff away that Andrea wants to keep. And I'm like, I've got a time thing going. Like, all right, this has been here for two years. We've never needed, never used it once. I'm going to sneak it into the trash can. And I'm afraid if we start obtaining a bunch of those things, where are we going to put this stuff? We're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. It's All right. so great. I did already say that we could do one. Yes. And see how it goes. Ah, so, I can't wait. Okay. Um, this is exciting. And on the complete contingency that it's not crazy, stupid, expensive. Yes. Okay. Agreed. So that, because uh, I have no idea how much it costs a bit on those things. Yeah. If we can make it happen, we're going to make it happen. Okay. See, okay. that was awesome. That was super, right. super awesome. I cannot believe that happened on... In live time here. I can. This This is so good. This is great. I'll think of something else for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, National Sons and Daughters Day. That happened this week. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And so what do we want? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. I've been doing so much that days feel like day, like weeks Tuesday. Maybe it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Okay. It was Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. And so um, in honor of that, I love celebrating things. So we took our kids to go eat at Buffalo Wild Wings. We love Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Yeah. And they thought it was great that it was Sons and Daughters Day so they could go out and eat. Yeah. We had a hard time getting uh, the selfie that you're going to see here. Yeah. It took us quite a bit of work. It did. We even tried to ask one of Michaela's friends to come inside and take it. And 
He wasn't feeling it. Yeah, he wasn't feeling that. Yeah, we asked some random kid uh-huh. to uh, come to where we were, come inside of Buffalo Wild Wings, and t- just take a picture of our family together. And I can't figure out for the life of me I why know. this. He was actually there picking. I didn't want to so, do it. Yeah. Hmm. They were just. So, anyways, yeah, we yeah. we somehow made it work. Michaela got their arm out there, put the go-go yeah. gadget arm, and got it out far enough that we could get a little family picture for National Sons and Daughters Day. Yeah, we had a great to our chips and salsa and wings. It was good. We love our sons and our daughters. We do. And they deserved a national day. That's right. It's amazing how national days are. You know what else happened this very same week it was National Middle Child Day. Yeah, I saw that. And I wasn't really excited about it, though. Yeah, and it's like it's one of those days you just kind of forget about. Like, who cares about the middle children? I know. Really? I'm just not a middle child. Oh, but we have two of them. Well, I like those middle childs. Oh. But I had already celebrated Sons and Dollars, so when it was like middle child, I was like, Isn't it kind of lame they throw middle child day in? Like right next to it? The same week? Yeah, because then they get celebrated twice. In one or it's sort of like they just tuck it into the same week so that they don't mm. actually have to get celebrated. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we love our middle kids. We do. We love yeah. our middle kids. What are their names? Huh. <laughs> no, we love we our kids. Do. All of them. They're fun. And, and they would have uh, been happy to celebrate Happy Middle Day Child. Yes. Yeah. But we didn't since we Shout out to all you middle children out That's there. That's right. Yes. That may have gotten looked over this, this week. And every other week of your lives. <laughs> just kidding we love you <laughs> all right well i think that's all we have that's it what yeah. a great thing going on right now you guys pray for us yeah we love you all us. hope you have a wonderful weekend god bless have a good weekend